Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Hello, and welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I am your moronic host, Dale Lukenbill. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Recording this uh, first thing uh, Tuesday morning, June 29th. So whenever you are listening to this, first of all, thank you very much for taking the time to listen. I appreciate it very much. Um, so last night, I so I didn't. This is gonna be my recap rant. This is my the full scale outdoors podcast re, weekend recap and rant. But I have nothing to recap because I didn't do anything uh, in the outdoor realm. Well. I was outdoors, I guess I could touch on that. But I didn't fish, I didn't forage, and hunt, nothing, none of that stuff. So I thought, well, let's find out what other people are doing. So I've had the Clubhouse app on my phone for a while now and haven't really used it, um, didn't really understand it, whatever. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I'll post it, then I'm going to be on there, I'll go, you know, I'll get on there, start a room, and then I'll just start talking. And if somebody jumps in, awesome. If not, no harm done, right? I'm just, I'm already going to do a solo episode anyways. So basically go into it thinking it'll just be me. And if somebody hops on, awesome. Well, I got hits right away. Uh, Tony Dahlberg, the real Tone D, yeah, he popped in right away. And it was... It was fun. We ended up having a great conversation. Other people started joining in. Uh, Doug, 
Glimmerbeam from SmackDown Outdoors Podcast was on there. Jamie Carlson uh, popped in. Jay Kuchmeister from Minnesota Made. A couple of people popped in and out here real quick. So it actually worked out pretty good. We had a pretty decent conversation, and I got what I had them recap what they did the past weekend, and it actually worked out pretty well. The moronic part is after coming up on three years of podcasting, nearly 200 episodes, I can still screw up and not record a channel. <laughs> Just, I got done. I was all proud of myself. And as soon as I looked down at the board, I noticed only one red light on. And the mistake I made, well, the mistake I made obviously was not hitting record on the right channel or activating the right channel. Because obviously I had the channel potted up so that I could hear it. Um, is when I went into it thinking it was going to be a solo episode, I just muscle memory kicked in and I, you know, hit record on my channel and that was that, you know, thinking nobody might even pop in on the clubhouse thing, but then they did and then it was too late to do anything about it and I was an idiot. Bottom line, I'm a moron. So, yeah, so that was awesome. That was a... an hour of my time and other people's time that um, none of us can get back. I'm chalking it up to a learning experience, a rough draft as far as Clubhouse goes. I'm definitely going to utilize that more in the future. I think it's a pretty fun way to uh, just kind of interact with people. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, I might do more weekend and rants. Uh, recaps and rants that way because I can get more than just what I was doing and kind of get a better uh, snapshot of what's going on in the outdoor space uh, by getting other people's experience. So this, you know, maybe this will become a regular Monday night thing. I don't know. I'm going to toy with that idea. I'll let that rattle around in my brain and uh, see what to do about that. But so, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to. Uh, to recap, I can touch on what other people uh, did. Tony uh, was—he went out to do some musky fishing locally um, around his house. He said the boat ramps were super busy, but ended up finding um, one. They're not a musky, but a lake that wasn't too terribly busy. Um, uh, he trolled around, trolled around. Then he went to go fish for crappies and realized that he screwed up his trolley motor battery. It was discharging. Tackle box was on the foot pedal or something, so he had a dead battery. So no crappie fishing for him. Uh, um, he went back to trolling to no avail. Um, Blake Tolson was on, uh, from Della Bay, popped in quick, and they were trolling. They caught, he caught a PB pike. I think it was 38 inches. They caught a few pike that were in the mid to upper 30s and then one musky right at the end of the day that was pretty cool um what else who else popped in and had stuff to stay uh tony also brought his daughter fishing that was pretty cool jake was just on 
you know, he was watching the Stanley Cups. I think pretty sure he was more interested in that. But I appreciate him stopping by. <laughs> stopping by. I was like, oh, hockey's still going on. I'm like that weird guy from Minnesota that doesn't give two shits about hockey. But that's, you know. And I did a fair amount of growing up, like an hour from the Canadian border. But the small town that I went to, or was so small, we didn't have a hockey team. So it was like little chance that I was going to get swept up into that at an early age which you know, would have been time to do it we ice skated a little bit and we had a little pond on our property but that was that was about it there was there there was no no goals no pucks no organized anything wasn't really the biggest sports family in general it was, I mean, that said my brother was in basketball I think he might have been in football too I don't remember I was just I was little I wasn't into anything but being elbow deep in pond muck and catching crayfish and minnows with my hands and frogs and turtles and snakes and whatever else and of course fishing so yeah that was you know my upbringing uh but what i did do is uh some of you may know so adam winkleman from relevant the sunglass company relevant.life that's relevant with no vowels um, he has a band. Well, he has a couple of bands. He has his uh, originals band, which is called 200 Feet Away, and then he has a cover band called Loose Gravel. Well, when we were talking and setting up to do uh, our podcast, I'd found out, I didn't know this before, I'd found out that he was in these bands, and you know, I was like, oh, I used to be in cover bands for like 12 years, and so we just got talking about music. He's like, we have to come on out and jam sometime. I'm like, I'm totally down to do that. You know, it's like, I don't really want to be in a band. It's like part of the reason I quit the band I was in is that it was really starting to cut into my fishing and hunting time. It seemed like we'd be the busiest right around goose and duck season, which is unacceptable. And I used to be able to do both back in when I was a younger man, uh, it wasn't anything to shut the bar down, pack up, get three hours of sleep, and then head to the swamp and hunt. Well, the older I got, the harder that became, and eventually had to draw the line. It was an easy decision for me. Uh, so, yeah, that was the end of that. But I still get the urge once in a while, especially if I go out to a bar and there is live music. That's when I'm like, oh, man, I would like to be up on that stage. But just doesn't really work out well so i'm down to jam so i go out there and i jam with the band and have a great time stayed up way too late jamming on we we're just playing this song and that song and and then most of the time i just sat in and like i would sing harmonies with their songs i don't really have people to sing harmonies so they're super appreciative of it and it sounded good and then, then later, once they were done actually rehearsal, because I don't want to get in the way of their progress. They had a gig to plan for. So I'm just like, I'll just be over here. I'll jump in whenever. It's not a big deal. And uh, so then at the end, they're like, we'll pick some songs to sing. And so I, I sang a couple songs. And then I get a message after the next couple days or whatever. Adam texts me. And he's like, so the band really liked you. And uh, they want you to come back out again. I'm like, oh. That's cool. I appreciate that. And again, again, I get to scratch that itch, get jam a little bit. Because when I get there, the conversation's more like, well, what songs would you like to sing? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Uh, but 
they don't gig that often. They don't have any uh, desire to gig very often. And so basically talked me into joining the band. So now, and so we had our first gig, well, as me, part of the process. They've, they've been gigging already. Was this past weekend up in Rice. And Rice has a great fireworks show that they put on. And I think it's the homeowners up and down the river that actually fund it. Um, but the city of Rice or town of Rice, they pull all the permits. I mean, the sheriff was out there and they had two big barges that are lighting them off. I mean, right off the property where we were um, playing, which was super cool. Uh, very fun. And it honestly was a really, really good fireworks show. Very impressed. And so we got up there. And, uh, and because I'd just been a part of this project for just a few weeks, I don't really take any solos. I was just standing back and singing some harmonies and having fun. And then uh did have a song I was going to sing later. But then it started to rain. Thankfully, it didn't rain through the fireworks show. That was cool. But shortly after the fireworks rover got back on to finish our third set, and in the middle of What's Up, Four and on Blondes, it started to rain. So we finished the song in the rain, which was actually kind of cool. Um, crowd was digging it, but then the rain was sore. We're like, all right, we got to shut it down for now. Hopefully this just passes through, um, and we'll be fine. So we didn't, unprepared, didn't have enough tarps. We had some, so we covered some of our equipment. And then, you know, took refuge. It wasn't, and it just kept raining, kept raining, kept raining, kept raining. I was standing under a tree at one point in time. Everybody else, like, bailed. Some people were in the garage. Why I didn't go to the garage, I don't know. Uh, but then someone's like, hey, come under here. There's, there's nothing. They had the pontoon on there with the big canopy. So we dive in there, and there's, like, four or five, six people in there, whatever, all hanging out, drinking beer. So the band kind of, piles into this pontoon and we proceed to just start singing in there with with some of the people that are in there and it's just like we're singing at the top of our lungs whatever song comes to mind uh it was pretty fun but this rain just would not stop you know when you pulled it up on the radar on your phone it's like oh it's just this tiny little blip it'll be out of here well just like built around that and just like it wasn't stopping anytime soon and at some point we're just like we got to load up. We're just going to load up in the rain. I mean, this stuff's just, could, the, the, all the equipment's just getting more and more wet. And so we just bit the bullet and uh, got really wet and, uh, but got everything loaded up. Um, just talked to Adam yesterday and he was, uh, they got everything taken out and is drying. So hopefully once it dries, no real damage has been done. I think the key is going to be just not powering anything up until stuff is dry and it should be okay fingers crossed but yeah and then sunday i was going to go fishing in the last half of the day but i had some brake work i had to do at the house on on some vehicles so after successfully getting one vehicle done brakes all the way around uh the other vehicle yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon. The entire brake line, one brake line, needs to be replaced. So you, I don't know if anybody's ever worked on those before, but they are a pain because the connect, the the fittings are usually super rust and corroded and don't want to come off. Um, 
a lot of times you can't just get the brake line with the right bends. You got to get a just stock brake line and bend it yourself. And this is one of the times where it's going to pay to pay somebody else to do it. Somebody, a brake shop that's set up for it. Like this will be super easy for them. No big deal. Bing, bang, boom, in and out. For me, I'll be lying on my back in the dirt, getting oil dripped on my face, rust in my eyes, everything else, trying to fight this brake line. And it's going to take me all day, and I still probably won't do it right. And then you got to bleed the brakes, which it's usually just me. And bleeding the brakes by yourself, it's, it's a big enough pain in the butt to bleed it with somebody else. It's really a pain in the butt to bleed it by yourself. I know there's ways to do it. You can put like, holes in a, on a bottle, a brake. I get it. I know all that stuff. It's still a pain in the ass. So <laughs> need to schedule an appointment for that, get that in to get those brakes fixed. And then, yeah, and I need to do that because I'm, like, high and dry. I can't pull my boat until I get that that fixed. So kind of important. But what I was going to do is do some wade fishing, which I hadn't done in, in a few years, which I really love to do. And this is the perfect year in Minnesota to do it because it's been so dry and the rivers are way low. Now, it has nothing really to do with wading um, as far as, like, the river's high, I can't wade. Or it's always shallow enough water to wade. But these low water levels like this usually concentrate the fish in the deeper holes and can really make for some amazing fishing because as it packs those fish together, um, higher competition for food, they're usually pretty aggressive. I, I recall way back in the day, early 90s, we had a bad drought and uh, the the rivers were super low and man i just remember that entire summer was just fire as far as fishing like you'd go in some of these pools and you cast out there and you'd see like four or five smallmouth just all fighting for the same lure like it was crazy so i was actually looking forward to that but of course by the time i got done with all my break stuff here come the storms it's like ah oh, fuck so needless to say it didn't do anything uh outdoorsy as far as fishing and hunting goes which kind of sucks but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so that was that. And then go back to the clubhouse thing and my debacle there and screwed that all up. So, yeah. Oh, and then after that, I get a call from, I start recording a recap and ramp. And then David Pekacek, paycheck. I see I missed a call from him. So I'm like, oh, you know what? All on this, I'll start it off. I'll turn the channel on. I'll go back to it. I'll give him a call. He can be part of the weekend recap and rant. So I'm doing that, and he actually, like, party calls with my nephew Trenton, which was kind of cool. And so I guess he's visiting Charleston here uh, this weekend, and so he's going to go shark fishing with my nephew, which would have been cool. He's like, you should come down. I'm like, well, you know, that's not going to happen. I checked uh, tickets, and, the, yeah, no surprise being it's this weekend. Ticket prices were pretty expensive <laughs> so yeah that's not gonna happen uh, but we still had fun talking and doing this and then my phone died which I knew it was going to I was like that was no big deal I was getting ready to wrap it up anyways and then that didn't record now I'm 99% sure I had the record button on and now what I have done before is hit the wrong record button which there's one that goes to my phone there's one that goes to my laptop but 
even with that said, when I went into the memory file, it only had one recording. I should have had two recordings, regardless of which channel I had on. Even if I had the wrong channel on, it would have recorded nothing. But the fact that there was only one channel recorded on my memory card, I was like, what in the heck? So, I don't know. I just don't know what I did wrong. Screwed up. Like I said, three years of doing this, 200 episodes, still making bonehead moves. I need a producer. <laughs> I guess what it comes down to. Oh man. So all right, let's give you a let's give you a little rant here. So what we had talked about on Clubhouse, what I was gonna rant about, is this trend. It's not super new. It's been going along probably as long as the internet's been alive. Uh but more specifically I've been seeing this summer a ton of these posts. Somebody will post a picture of a bass and then they'll say this is gonna taste delicious. Fine. I I personally have no problem with people keeping eating bass. It's perfectly legal to do. It tastes just fine. In fact, I'll I'll get into a debate with somebody. It's like, oh, smallmouth, sure, but not largemouth. They're mushy and they're this, they're that. No, they're not. They're just fine. And usually, the people that say shit like that don't ever keep them and eat them anyways. So they're repeating some shit they said. You know, you've heard me rant about that plenty of times. But back to the subject. So the trend I'm seeing, you know, if this is on a general fishing page, is one thing. No big deal. You're still going to get the uh, easily triggered bass anglers that are like, you shouldn't keep bass, catch bigger fish if you let them go. Those are all true statements. However, not that many people are keeping bass these days, so it's really kind of a moot point. I wouldn't get too bent out of shape about it. However... What I'm finding is that they're seeking out pages they know are where it's going to be an issue. There is one on tournament bass fishing page. It's a tournament bass fishing page. And somebody shows a picture of a nice big smallmouth in a net and said, this is going to taste good later. The only reason you do that is to troll that group and to start a dumpster fire. And I just can't wrap my mind around what is fun about that like to just be an asshole i mean because that's what you're doing and some people are like oh i think it was jake was like hey you know it's different when you get drunk and you're like oh this will be fun yeah i guess but you do know that nobody else in the bar if you're that drunk guy and you're you know you think you're being funny you're nobody else is enjoying it <laughs> like we all know that like we've all been We've probably all been the drunk guy at some point in time, and I know for sure we've all been the not drunk guy. It's like, that guy is so irritating. So that's basically what you're doing. You're being the irritating drunk guy in the bar when you're starting this shit show for your own entertainment. You know, and again, I'm not, this is not a debate of whether you should keep ass or not keep ass. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the mentality of just intentionally seeking out people to piss off. Why, why, why is that fun? You know, it's one thing, and somebody brought it up. I think it was Tony brought up, like, he's like, we well, have brothers, right? And I said, I have a brother, and we shit talk, sure. Like, I get that, but I know him. Even with friends, like, I know them. I know their, I know their buttons. They know my buttons. It's back and forth. We know the intent. We know there isn't any animosity there. But when you're going on a an internet board where there's thousands of people, you don't know all those people. 
you're just you're doing something you know is inflammatory that is gonna start a dumpster fire and for your own entertainment like i maybe i'm looking too much into it i don't know like i I didn't engage in it i didn't i didn't engage in the debate because it's like most internet debates it is pointless it's especially pointless when somebody is just doing it for the sake of the shit talk like the, it's not even an exchange of ideas it's just i'm gonna go piss these people off set it forget it it's so get a real hobby go fishing for real like i don't understand start your own group about eating bass i mean whatever i don't know it's just I don't. I don't. I don't quite get it. They tried making analogous to like when I get on walleye fishermen. Now, when I get on walleye fishermen, it's only it's usually tongue in cheek, and I don't ever say they shouldn't do it. I never say nobody should walleye fish. It's always I personally think it's boring. And then in this clubhouse conversation, which you'll never hear because I'm a moron, <laughs> I actually admit to there are like I actually enjoy walleye fishing at times and so power corking got brought up and i did that one time on Malax, and it was actually really fun because it's it's an active style of fishing i'm not just trolling at half the speed of smell waiting for a little light bite release the line let it feed out for half hour reel it up see if the fish is still there to catch a 14 inch walleye that's just not my idea of fun so, uh, but I was admitting to, I like, I will walleye fish at times and it can be fun. It's just generally, in my opinion, not fun. So anyways, that's, um, curious to see what your guys' thoughts are on it. Uh, feel free to uh, hit me up on any of the social medias. If you follow me, if you don't, what the hell dude, get on it. Uh, full scale outdoors on Facebook. There's a full scale outdoors group page on Facebook, which you really don't use. I probably should fire that up a little, make that a little more active. Uh, full scale underscore outdoors on Instagram. Uh, Dale Lugamill on Snapchat. I'm on TikTok. Don't use that nearly enough either. That that all TikTok is good for is me not getting enough sleep. I was on it till way too late last night. Um, again, and then so now Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, check it out. I'm going to be doing more stuff podcast related on Clubhouse. So if you want to interact with the show. That's going to be a good way to do it. Uh, I am full-scale Dale on that one. They only give you so many characters to work with on that one. So full-scale Dale on Clubhouse. Find me on there. Follow me. Uh, that'd be great. So thanks for listening, everybody. There's your weekend recap and rant. Short and bittersweet because it could have been so much better. Uh, but I screwed up. Right, we talked about that already. So everybody have we're coming up on the fourth of July weekend. Everybody be safe. Hope it's productive. Good luck out there. And uh let me know how you do. Hit me up on those social media platforms. I got a, a couple messages this past week. People just somebody uh was asking about uh tips for a certain area they were fishing around the Chisago area, so kinda hopefully pointed them in the right direction. Some people just point out um, they just share a fishing picture. I love it. That's, I, I love interacting with you guys. So do not hesitate to send me a message. Or I'll respond. I respond to everybody. Um, slide into my DMs, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, and we'll talk hunting and fishing. Basically, the whole point of doing this 
podcast, right? <laughs> and thankfully, we got some rain. So what I'm hoping here in the next week, I'm probably going to start getting out and doing a little bit of foraging because it's been so dry. There hasn't been much for uh, mushrooms and stuff growing. But with this rain, they should start popping off. So it's going to be time to slip into the woods, fight off the deer flies and the mosquitoes, and uh, see if you can't find some uh, delicious wild mushrooms. So... Stay posted for that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Appreciate each and every one of you. You guys are the best. Whatever you do. Wait, I'm screwing up my own tagline. Whatever your passion, pursue it full scale.